Are they doing like river dance or something? That's, Jesus, this is pretty involved. <coughs> this is one hell of a video. I know, huh? I mean, fuck the Arrows tour with, with uh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> they should just put all Michael Jackson's music videos in a movie theater again. Seriously. <laughs> Don't matter if you're black or white. Oh, the crumbling. The funny thing is, I mean, what was this? This song came out early 90s, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That was interesting because um, last week, I forgot. Oh. My sons were watching something, and the move, um, the music from Smooth Criminal came on. I forgot like when or what it was, like how that how how that all got how that how they started listening to that. So then my wife was like, Oh, you guys want to see the video that Michael Jackson put out for this song years ago? My kids were like, you know, not knowing who the hell Michael Jackson was, we're like, Yeah, 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 let's see it. So she put it on and they were like just like glued to her phone, just watching the video the whole time. And then we put thriller on. We're like, you want to see something really good, you gotta watch thriller. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, classic. Oh yeah, yep, absolutely. It's what a performer! Story. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Oh. It, it, it's a shame what happened. I mean, this is somebody who is like what fifty four years old, or in his fifties, and yeah. he's about to go on tour, and all this crazy dancing and you know this physical exertion like that would knock me the fuck out. Meanwhile, this guy he's got to take propofol so he can fall asleep. I mean, did he really need to? Do you think he really needed to? Or do you think it was something a little bit more sinister? I think it's something more sinister. Uh, who knows? I mean, to who the knows? point where you need, need like surgical grade narcotics to fall asleep. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I've taken Ambien before. Like, that knocks you out. As long as you let it knock you out. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, health. I mean, THC works pretty well from, uh, from some, uh, some cannabis indica that'll that'll definitely uh make you a little sleepy mm. so yeah I, I just, the propofol i mean like i remember working in the icu at that point and i mean we used propofol all the time to keep people to get to knock people out essentially uh in the icu to get them on um on a ventilator like at least to get them started on a ventilator and then speaking mm. of other illicit drugs we'd go to fentanyl and and versed and definitely keep them in deep sleep um well yeah all that talk of sedatives yeah <laughs> speaking of downers have, uh, i was gonna go with uh, this, this doers to keep going and i'll stay away from this but i'm very appreciative of this gift that you got me this litchfield distillery vanilla bourbon is it good it puts hair on your chest it, oh, that's always good <laughs> so this is the second time i'm having it since the night that i got it from you where i had like a little little dash of a pour and yeah so did my girlfriend and and we were just like she, the faces she made. You ever see like those cartoons where like Bugs Bunny drank the potion, yeah, and he starts like contorting and like just making. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was pretty much her. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but once it once the ice started to melt down, it was pretty good. Yeah, like the uh, the vanilla aftertastes. That's the good. Notes. The notes of vanilla, hints of current and rays of sunshine. <laughs> it's got rays of something. Yeah, speaking of 
speaking of contorting your body in in unholy ways, I got a bottle of Lagavulin here. So I I think I told you about when I drank this. I just like literally just realized now it is fifty seven point seven percent alcohol. Aren't aren't hard liquors like this usually like forty percent? So this distillery which I, I i thought this is higher than what i typically get like most of the bourbons i drink are usually like 40 proof or 40 or 80 excuse me 80 proof 40 percent like the basil hayden's i usually get it's 80 per 80 proof distillers i've been drinking on this is also 80 proof yeah this litchfield distillery is 86 proof so it's still 43 uh, percent yeah this one's 57.7%. So good luck with that, sir. So it's like 100 and... 114? 115. 115 proof? Oh, because it's 0.5. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, fuck it. We'll drink a little bit. I won't pour myself as much as I usually do with bourbon, so keep it a little tame yeah. tonight so I don't yeah. die like I almost did a few weeks ago. Yeah, you want to keep that... Uh... Yeah. We'll keep it to a modest pour with ice. We might need <laughs> we might need to restart on this after us. <laughs> salute, my friend. Salute. And an extra salute to, to you for uh for a career, we'll say a career change. Yeah. Yeah. Um one door opens, well, another one closes. Or one door closes, another one opens. We'll talk about that a little bit in our next one because the doors are coming off this wagon. Feel free to talk about whatever the fuck I want now. <laughs> oh, hopefully that means I I can retire soon, and then I can talk about whatever the hell I want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll keep a buffer on you. Yeah. So the the black or white is yeah. a perfect segue into yeah. uh, the headline had me scratching my head for a minute because it's the woman formerly known as Rachel Dolezal speaking of, after losing her job over OnlyFans account. Keep on living. Mm-hmm. So for some of you who may not remember who Rachel Dolezal, she was the woman who famously worked for the NWACP in a high-ranking position. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until people started asking questions about a painting that she had done, which they were saying it was plagiarism, and then actually started looking into who this person actually was, and then they found out that she has two white parents, mm-hmm. but yet identified as a black person. So weird. I remember when when the the story came out on her back in, I don't know, I guess here it's 2015. Um, she was... Um, was she president of the NAACP chapter in Washington State or in Seattle or something like that? Isn't it crazy though? Like, because here we go, it's full circle. I'm <clears throat> identifying as a as a black person. Yeah. <laughs> so this is just where the lines get get. You know, they could only you you could you could identify as anything you want, but do not identify as a black person if you are not a black person there's yeah. that's where the line is mm-hmm. it's just just weird just very it's just very odd like i, I don't know I, I i tried looking into it a little bit i couldn't really find anything 
solid on it in terms of like how she even came about that particular position with the NAACP. I mean, I don't, I don't know, know what they're. It looks like she's still going hard on it because if you see this picture of her that she had posted, yeah, <laughs> she's darkening up and, and got little dreader little twists going here. It's yeah. Oh my goodness! But now she's but the part so... that, that cracks me up is the fact that you know that once they found out about her OnlyFans page, but somebody found her. Yep. <laughs> Nothing's ever ever dead on the internet. No, but it, it's it, what's hilarious is it, you know the person consuming the goods is 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 fine, but the person providing the goods is the one that's that's on the hook here getting fired. Yeah, and you she know? changed her name to Nikechi Diallo. Yeah, she said she needed a fresh start. Because when uh, she was applying for positions, all they did was saw her for uh, Rachel Delazel. But it's funny, she's like an after-school instructor. Yeah. And it was in, it was in, um, it was in Arizona, I believe. Yeah, saying that her contract was set to run through May 24th of this year. So her contract was only a couple months till it was expiring anyway. But it's, it's funny. You know, it's it's funny because, you know, these we have such progressive ideas, and then when it comes to something like something like this, it's just I I, I don't know. It's funny to me. The whole thing is like, don't go on OnlyFans, but if you have an OnlyFans account, I thought OnlyFans was only like was like a porn site. I don't know. I don't have it. Never been on it. So I know probably as much as you, but I would gather to assume that there's people with different things that like, if you read this article, you know, she has a, she has a, uh, she sells goods like art projects yeah. and stuff like that. So is that all part of like, is that on the only fans too? I wish I knew somebody. I wish I had a resource. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I try to go on the website to check it out, but this is a this is a computer that I use for work often. So last thing I need is the idea that I went to OnlyFans on my work computer. <laughs> sure, that wouldn't that wouldn't go over well with IT. It's like, what the hell are you doing? I was I was doing research. I was doing research. I'm sure, I'm sure you were. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I, I I don't know. It's just strange. And like if you have you seen any photos of her when she was younger and she's not too much older than us i mean she's i think a couple of years older than me but have you seen any pictures of her when she was like i think in probably her teenage years no is it something that surfaced i saw it on another article i think when the story first came out as i was uh, i was looking this up and she she looks like she looks very different from when she was a teenager like she looked like a plain old caucasian girl when she was a teenager oh, wow is this her yeah oh you you were able to log on to holy fans <laughs> no no that... <laughs> but i'm seeing like this photo all the way on the left from the guardian yeah is that, is that her i guess so no way That's her. Yeah. Rachel DeLazzo, aged 18. 
yeah. Well, she looks like a fair skin, fair hair. Fairly Caucasian. Freckles. Yep. <laughs> Pretty decisively Caucasian. But how do you I, how do I how do you identify as black? I don't understand that. Like I it just I'm I don't know. I can't really understand her her rationale. Or like her like her trying to explain it. And I I mean today's world, I guess you could identify as whatever the hell you want. Except but just curious to don't cross race. I mean, look at this picture, like Yeah. She looks like somebody who fell asleep in a tanning bed. You ever see that Seinfeld episode where Kramer, he's going on a date with, with the, a woman, meets, goes to meet her family. She's he's black, she's black, and he falls asleep, gets stuck in the tanning bed before he falls asleep. And he, <laughs> he goes up there and he's like, you said that you were introducing me to a white boy. He looked like a damn fool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't seen that episode, but I have to wonder in today's day and age if that episode would even air anymore. I I think it actually had recently. I just had it. I believe so. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, I don't know, just just very strange. Um and if she was just doing like paintings or whatever, I mean, what was the, why would they fire her? Like what was the what was the rationale for firing her? I mean, lying on a application or i don't know or was it really there were lewd photos that she was showing on her OnlyFans account isn't it interesting that the article doesn't share that i know it's just it just kind of said just says she was fired i think it does say there is something in there i lost the original article but yeah there there's something in there about her uh See, educational services also substitute biologically born white to white parents. Um, yeah, this is all just why she wanted to change, but she was hired. Isn't with some of her photos with her with her hair all crimped and everything? I mean, the outlet. The outlet noted that explicit images appearing to be dialogue had also been shared on Reddit. Mm. Oh, so somebody took the red and ran with it. She would have been mm. fine if it wasn't for those meddling kids. <laughs> on Reddit? We only learned of Miss Catchy Dialo. Really? She's even changing her name when she changes her name to just this lady's down a fucking rabbit. She's just got issues. Yeah. Do you think there's like a mental health aspect to this? I, I mean, I would venture to say, I, and when you're, whenever you're identifying as something that you're not, that you biologically aren't, I think there's a mental health issue there. Fair to say. I mean, it's one thing if you, it, it's one thing. I don't know how to how to put it in a way that that won't get me canceled. But let's so here's an example. Um, one of my former bosses when I was working in a hospital, she's she's Asian, but she grew up in a very Italian section of Queens in New York. And and she 
you know, she didn't come out and say to me, I identify as an Italian, but she said, I grew up around a lot of Italians. So I'm very familiar with Italian American culture, cuisine, like in that we, her and I would have, you know, ready conversations on that all the time. And, um, and there it was, it was like, you know, you grow up around a culture that's completely different from yours. Um, and I think kind of being immersed in it and understanding the ins and outs of it is one thing. But saying that you're something completely different from what you actually are. Um, like now if my boss came to me and said, yes, I am Italian. I'm going to be like, no, you are not. <laughs> <laughs> you could identify whatever the hell you want to be, but you're certainly not Italian. Um, it, it's just, it, it's, it's almost disingenuous. And it just seems like there's there's a, a an aspect of a t- a seeking attention for whatever reason. I I don't know what or why that why that's the case, uh, but it just seems a little strange. So, I mean, to answer your question, yeah, I think there's some there's some degree of mental health or mental unhealth going on over there. So it just kind of it's kind of strange that she got so far with it with. Nobody really questioning it, I guess. Some mental <laughs> unrest going on between your ears. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I, honestly, just, I, I thought strange. years ago was the last day we ever heard of her, and here, here we are. Yeah, I was like, I was like, all right. So she, you know, she got caught out. And she was like, "Yep, you got me. You caught the tater," and she would just ride off into the sunset. Yeah, I but. mean, she said that she she changed her name legally after everything happened because she wanted a fresh start. But I don't know. Part of me is just like, I, I mean, I don't know how any of this works. But you would think, I mean, she's going into an educational setting, so she's got to provide like, you know, you have some kind of documentation that says like you're certified and whatever to be a teacher. So mm-hmm. it was after she had her thing, she changed her name, and then she went through everything and then became certified as a teacher and whatever else. Or was it just something like back that's like, hey, we just took your word for it, like. Yeah. Hey, did you go to school? You become a teacher? Yep. Uh, uh, yep. <laughs> They're just. But how does she's walking, she's like, walking around with a folder, like just calling their bluff, like they won't ask me for what's inside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, but it, you know, I, I have to wonder that. Like, how does that? I, how does that? Like, so let's just say, hypothetically speaking, I want to change my gender to female. So now I identify as a female. I, I I grow my hair long with whatever whatever's left of it. Um, I grow my hair long. I start wearing women's clothes, paint my fingernails, you know, clean shave my face and everything. Um, say I go to apply to a new job. They're gonna do a background check on you, especially if you're in in a professional field. Oh, especially in a field where they're working with children, most. Most educational systems require you to get fingerprinted, all that. Yeah. So uh, you obviously can't change your finger, your fingerprints. So like, do all of your records have to go back and get changed? Like, Like, say you worked at some place 16 years ago. Like, does word travel back to them somehow to say you need to change this person's name and uh, their their gender? Yeah. Yeah. How does that work? I mean, most people like you, for example, you you've got your your degrees, I'm sure, on your wall. If yeah, if you were to go back and change, are you going to then like bring that back to UConn and be like, hey, you need to reprint this for me because uh, I changed my name. I'm yeah, Nicolina. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm, I'm curious to know how I like it. It's I'm, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. I'm going to wonder how that works. That's going to keep you the things that keep you and I awake are very different, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but if you have to wonder like, so, or, or is it like, you know, they do a background checks like, Oh, well, this person was a dude up until 2017 and now they're a woman. Like I, how does that work? I, like I, of it? I, I, mean, I legit want to know. Yeah. It's funny because you're hearing stories now about these, these people that go through this gender reassignment surgeries and then they're it's buyer's remorse. And then they wish that they didn't do it. And now they're stuck. They're not unable to get, they, you know, they, they can't father children, carry children. They're, their bodies yeah. are destroyed for lack of a better word did you ever hear about that um that guy on seal team six that um after getting out of the seals decided that he wanted to be a woman <laughs> no i don't think maybe i have i Is believe his name that was the, the going back and forth with George, with uh ben shapiro he was a helicopter pilot or something like that or is that a different guy i don't know Girl, whatever um well <laughs> I, I accidentally I mean it takes a couple a couple loose screws to become a seal anyway. I mean yeah. I'm thankful that we have them. Yeah, so his name was Chris Beck. Christopher Todd Beck, born nineteen sixty six, retired U United States Navy SEAL who gained public attention in 2013 after coming out as a trans woman. And in 2022, he announces detransition. During the time of his transition, he went by the name of Kristen Beck. <laughs> he published a book in 2013 called Warrior Princess, a U.S. Navy SEAL's journey <laughs> to coming out transgender. Oh, my God. So he was on an episode um, of the Sean Ryan show. So I don't know. I, I think you and I have spoken about it before, but um, Sean Ryan's a former Navy SEAL as well. I think SEAL Team 2, I believe SEAL Team 2 on the East Coast. So he has this, he has a podcast that he does, very successful podcast. And he has all, he has um, all sorts of former military guys on like people from SEAL Team 6, uh, Marine Recon, Delta Delta Force operators, so on and so forth. So, like he he talks about talks to all these people about their you know their stories and everything that they went through. And he had Chris Beck on on one of his episodes. Uh, I didn't listen to the whole thing, but it just sounded pretty, like just pretty wild in terms of what that guy was going through. I remember when the story first came out, I was like, "There's no fucking way that a guy on SEAL Team Six thinks he's a chick." There's no fucking way. <laughs> and sure enough, 2013, that happened. Then nine years later, he's like, now nah, I'm all set. And the guy was married, too. Like, that's what I don't understand. So does that make you lesbian? <laughs> I don't know. It, it, there's, there's a lot of gears in play on that one. But it's, it's, it's crazy because it's, it's happening to so many young people and Listen, I get it. I'm I'm fortunate uh, fortunate enough to be in a position where you know the young people in my life could look at it and say, like, in a social setting, be like, it's acceptable. You know what I mean? They have that level of like acceptability. Like they're nice to people. 
they're they're kind, but then like they know that they could come to me, which they have, and been like, it's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, but like we're we're supposed to be so understanding and acceptable of like a child eventually like mutilating their their body if they want to continue down that road and they say that they're you know they are misgendered by god the creator if you want to call it that but then it's like do you think a 15 year old should be able to get a tattoo no do you think a 15 year old should be able to smoke cigarettes no no they can't think for themselves right that's what we go back to could a 15 year old vote do you think a 15 year old should be able to cut their sexual organs off because they think they are of the other gender Yes. Yeah, it's moral. How is that the one that we could check off out of the other two? I I mean, especially like there's there's initiatives that are pushed for people under the age of 25 as far as criminal sentencing because there's this idea that the frontal lobe is not developed, which is in charge of your you know your your abilities to disseminate between right and wrong. Yeah. And they say that that's not fully developed until around the age of 25. Yeah. So there's pushes for people under that age, you know, when it's time to dole out sentences, they're, they're, they're given a little bit lighter sentences, it will say, but programs that are, you know, initiated so they could learn better decision making practices along the way. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that's inherently saying that you're under the age of 25 you know, you're, you're, you're not thinking straight, but yeah. if you're going to say, Hey, you know, I'm going to mutilate my body because I think that I might've been born of the wrong gender. Uh-huh. And the thing is, is that, you know, it's, it's almost become like this trendy thing where it's cool amongst kids to be like, well, I'm on the end. I'm, I mean, look at how much we celebrate, you know, what is pride month? june july Uh one of those all the june like yeah so like and and listen i i think it's great that you celebrate who you are it's okay but i think when it gets to this point where like we're allowing children in like to go into these burlesque shows and in these transgender like it's 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 like there's there's two different sets of rules yeah did you see the video there was this woman (laughs) she was like I, I guess the guy that was filming, holding his camera, he, I don't know how it was initiated, but he was Christian and like talking to her about how it's like, oh, you should really, you should find Jesus. And over, she's like, this is our gayberhood and you aren't allowed. And he's like, <laughs> no, but I think if you like, if you follow Jesus and she starts screaming and he's like, oh, okay. I mean, I see you're having trouble there. Like, if you want to, like, we could talk about Jesus. And she keeps doing it again, like, sounding this alarm. <laughs> and it was like, but I, I don't understand. I don't understand it. I mean, I have no qualms with whatever somebody's sexuality is. I mean, listen, I hear, I, I don't know. But it's yeah, become it's all... this whole like it, it like this militant, you know, this like militant kind of stance where it's like, I, I don't know, I don't know how, I don't know how we got there. Because I... I remember when we were yeah. kids, not even kids, like teenagers, and this was like during the '90s, right? That's when yeah. 
like gay marriage was like really the push and that's when it became more acceptable and yeah you know there was laws that were passed that permitted same-sex marriages and then somehow we got here it's a hell of a leap though it's one hell of a leap it was almost like i don't know i feel like this whole transgender thing like almost like happened overnight within the past i don't know 10 years maybe covid it was covid covid fucks everybody up no, i think it was before, straight no i think it was way before that i i think <laughs> i think covid and the and the ensuing lunacy um i think definitely perpetuated everything people sat in their houses too long man people sat in their houses too long and then they just decided that whatever crazy ideas that they could come up with everything just had to be acceptable and you were going to have to be the one to adjust to it isn't that the crazy part about it it's like you yeah. you and I, like you have to you have to find a way to accept everybody's craziness and if you don't then you're the one with the problem it's like visiting the island of misfit toys and being the odd one out we are living in the island of misfit toys it's fuck it's 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 lunacy is what it is. Hey, there's no really no other way of describing it. I don't know it. if we talked about it. Did you ever see that recruitment video? I'll take a minute. The one that was like part cartoon where the girl grew up in a yeah, two-mother yeah, yeah, two yeah, yeah. household. Two yeah. mother Meanwhile, household. The... And then it cuts and there's like Ivan Drago, like a whole <laughs> barracks of Ivan Dragos that are just like yeah. machines, yeah. killing machines. Could you imagine but what would happen if it was like a... A scenario where we went to war and there was a draft. Could you imagine? Oh, have you ever seen any of the any of the TikTok videos of that? Oh, there's of like I these. Don't have TikTok now. Oh, there's there's plenty of these uh, Gen Z guys that are a little, you know, a little a little more feminine the average than the average fellow, <laughs> and they're like, we just don't have the time to go to war. Like, I have to get my nails done, and but I'm like, you're a dude. What are you doing? Tell you, like we're fucking doomed but at the same you time you want to sound mean... old I, I got a friend of mine who's who is active well he was military um and he was asked to go talk in a, in a school about rotc and he said when he went there he's like dude it's crazy he's like these kids like these little boys with like their cheeks pierced and all this crazy stuff girls are walking down the halls just holding hands and making out in the middle of the hallway i'm like dude we didn't do that when we were in high school with like at all like it just wasn't a yeah. thing but it's just like i don't know i mean you see occasional hand holding or something someone's sneaking a smooch in the stairwell or something like that but he's like like this is a guy who just went in as a visitor so everything is he's the foreigner you know what i mean he's yeah. the foreigner he's walking down the hallways stranger danger nope let's give him a show <laughs> let's make him feel uncomfortable yeah and he said it did so it worked <laughs> God, I don't know. It's like it, we're fucking doomed. I don't know of any other way of putting it. Like those little those guys you were just talking to, they're they're the ones that are being loading up the shells for the artillery. Yeah, break a nail. Oh, I need a like timeout. Crying. I need a timeout. Yeah. I need my soy latte. And then they get blown the fuck up. It's crazy. I don't know. This, we're, we're we're doomed. We're doomed. Yeah. Yeah, we are. This is this is why we stay involved in these foreign conflicts because we're trying to keep it everywhere else. Because if it came here, we are fucked. I I don't know. I I think foreign armies would probably land on our shores and be like, and just stop oh, looking around, and be like, 
my work is done here. <laughs> no, they'd be like, what the hell is going on here? Are we on a different planet? Did we did we land in the right country? Those like ships full of those dragos show up on the store and they just look around <laughs> and they're like, I, I don't think we want this, boss. I don't think we want this. <laughs> yeah, they're too weird for us. They yeah, scare we're us. Going, <laughs> going back home. Oh God. Speaking but, of us being doomed, we got a president who just lost two hundred and thirty million dollar lawsuit. Three hundred and thirty million dollars? Three hundred and fifty five. Three hundred and fifty five. Which is slated to balloon up to four hundred and fifty with interest. That's that's insanity. The whole thing's insanity. I mean, listen, we're going to keep going over. I mean, this decision by this 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 judge is nothing more than one person's attack attempt to just completely derail a political campaign. Which, listen, I I'm I'm torn at this point. I'm I'm torn. Well, I was never really a fan of of Trump, which I've openly discussed on here. But it's gotten to the point where it's just like, okay, now we're seeing this deterioration by the day of of Biden and uh, this deterioration of of Biden um, by the day almost. You'll see in him give these speeches where. He, he could have easily just walked away at the end of the speech, but instead a reporter asks him a question. He doubles back to just double down on looking silly, but he starts flipping through the, uh, when he starts flipping through the binder and then he sees we, we've done, so, so we've gone, what do you say? Over the top. Our, our response has been over the top. Yeah. And uh, I mean, <laughs> Like I said, he's day by day further deterioration. And then you have Trump who's just finding himself in legal scandal after legal scandal. And I, I get I get him wanting to say, like, you know, it's a witch hunt. You know, mm-hmm. I, I get that. But you know who else used to say that all the time? Lance Armstrong. And it's a weird mm-hmm. comparison, right? The thing is, is Lance Armstrong used to say everything was a witch hunt. Until mm-hmm. when? Until he finally came clean. He's like, you know what? I use performance-enhancing drugs. And I'm not saying that Donald Trump is using performance-enhancing drugs. So what I'm getting at <laughs> is that where there's smoke, there's fire. And at some point, you know, at, at these mounting legal battles that he finds himself emblazoned in, like, there comes a point where it's just like, okay, you know what? Like, maybe you're not the best candidate. I mean, take, for example, who did Donald Trump beat when he became president? Hillary Clinton. Why did he beat Hillary Clinton? One of the biggest reasons for beating Hillary Clinton. Nobody liked her. <laughs> There's that, but there was also the fact that she was embroiled in scandals with the emails. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people, American people, didn't feel like she could be trusted. And now yeah. we're finding ourselves in the same kind of scenario, and he's the person that I think a lot of people are saying, like, well, he, can, he can't be trusted. This is the only thing that really going to de- derail his campaign. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I mean, I think it's different this time around because it's like, you know, it's almost like who's the lesser of the two evils. And I think it's I think it's more apparent this time around than it was in 2016. Well, the thing is, is we touched on it briefly last time. And just the fact that there's more and more Democratic voters that are leaning away from Biden because mm-hmm. there's like this guy can barely put a sentence together. Yeah. Yeah. And and he's not exactly scot-free of scandal either. He's so not. I think. You know, and, and the and thing it, is, is when your defense is the fact that the jury would probably find you just an old man who forgets things, and, and they didn't pursue charges because of that, they had a pretty good feeling that this guy's 
not as sharp as attack. Yeah. Or he's not going to live out that, that term altogether or that, right. that sentence. Right. So, I mean, you know, it's which... just like that, that John Stewart clip that you sent me. Yeah. Right. I saw that when those of you who haven't seen it, just he, he makes this point where, you know, um, you have all these other political leaders, democratic leaders, including Kamel Harris, who are oh, just you know going on the record and saying that he's sharp and witty and he knows what's going on. He's got good bearings about you know everything going on around him, and then he makes the point. John Stewart does of of asking the question, "Well, where's where are those videos?" Yeah, I would love to see this. I mean, yeah, I would, since your argument, you're going on hearsay, just like my friend, your little kid. Yeah, well, I have a friend who could lift up three hundred pounds over his head. <laughs> yeah. Okay, show me. My dad's stronger than your dad. Remember yeah. that was when you were a kid? My dad's uh, yeah. stronger than your dad. He could yeah. pick up 300 pounds. And you see his dad and he's like, he can't lift up shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like, I, I love the, the video clip of, of, of the Secretary of, um, of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas. They asked him like on, uh, was on Meet the Press? Um, you know, what are your thoughts on president or president biden's uh, mental fitness and stuff like that and he's like he's like oh when you go into meetings with president biden you have to be very prepared and and go and take notes he's extremely sharp it's like dude you are the worst fucking liar on the face of the earth like if you were pinocchio your nose would wrap around the earth i don't know how many times <laughs> like how can you actually sit there with a straight face and fucking say that you really have to think people are are completely stupid. Oh, he's he's very sharp, and you have to make sure that you're very thorough with everything that you explain to him. Uh, yeah, okay, okay, buddy. Yeah, and yeah, that and the border secure. Sure. Yeah. Holy it, Jesus! That's the thing. I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. But going back to Trump, I mean, he's already owes this Eugene Carroll eighty three point three million dollars from a civil suit last month. Add this three hundred and fifty million dollars, which they're already saying is going to balloon up to over four hundred million dollars. Added to the fact that now he's not allowed or his sons to conduct business in New York City, which is hilarious to me because it's like, okay, here's your fine. It's some exorbitant amount of money. You want me to pay it? So why would you take away my ability to do business? Because it's it, like. But what that an amount like that, which isn't paid to anybody, there's no victim here. Uh -huh. There's no, you know what I mean. There's no person that was harmed. Yeah. What's the craziest thing? Because that amount of money, three hundred fifty million dollars. I mean, I told you before we logged on here. I was watching a video from Kevin O'Leary. Many people not know he's the, one of the investors from Shark Tank. Uh -huh. and he was going on to say that he will never conduct any business in New York after this because there's investors and real estate developers that aren't going to want to get involved in this because a lot of this stuff, I mean, take for example, they were saying that there was a lot of misleadings that were conducted in, in some of his, his real estate dealings. Some of those, uh -huh. which I could tell you, was like, you know, he was able to, you get more money for a higher floor in New York City, right? Yeah. The way he was able to manipulate some of those numbers was based on 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 footage, you know, uh -huh. above above the street or whatever. 
So because there was higher ceilings or whatever, there might have been less floors, but it would breach whatever was required to be like the 20th floor or 40th floor or whatever. So he was able to manipulate the numbers like that. So he was able to get 40, 40th floor numbers for, you know, something that might have only been, you know, 30 or whatever. Yeah. But this is something that I knew when I was a teenager because it was openly discussed. Yeah. And then they're going to go back and you're, you're sorry. Fraud is basically lying, right? Uh-huh. At its core. I mean, it's obviously a little, it's a little bit more involved than that, but it's basically lying. Yeah. He got charged $350 million for lying. Yeah. Which I, it, it's going to get appealed and overturned as far as I'm concerned. It will. But the thing is, is the damage is done initially. And it, for now, that money's tied up. It, yeah, but he's a billionaire. I mean, $350 million is really not much for somebody like yeah, him. Yeah, but it doesn't, just because you're a billionaire doesn't mean that you're liquid. That is true. But, I mean, I think it's all going to get it's all going to get overturned. I don't think there's I don't think this is going to stick. And I think you're right. It is to it like the damage is done, but it's not necessarily to inflict permanent damage. It's just enough to try to slow him down for the 2024 race. That's that's all this is coming down to. Yeah. But it's funny how that goes like you peel apart the the layers like an onion and there's so much onion. I mean, you see what's going on with this prosecutor in Georgia who was yeah. the one that was spearheading the whole the whole thing. That was election election fraud, wasn't it? Yeah. Down there. In Georgia, yeah. Yeah. Now she's finding herself embroiled in hot water because she was taking contributions and from somebody she was dating with, which I mean, if it was declared and paying but did yeah. you see the thing? She's saying that it was all because like they asked if she could account for the, the payments that she, she said, oh, I did pay for my, my half of the trip. Okay. Is there like bank statements or anything that we could? She's like, no, no, I paid with cash. Yeah. Paid with cash. All right. So like, <laughs> it's not chump change. We're talking about like $60,000. <laughs> She's like, okay, yeah. so you paid with cash. Do you have like ATM receipts or something like that you could show us like where you withdrew the money to pay? No, 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 no. I just have it in my, it just accumulated over time is what she said. Oh, oh is that so? Like, you yeah. like, like picking up change off the street? Yeah. And then had the nerve. Did you see any of this? I she saw was, part of it. Yeah. She had the nerve to like double down on like an old racial stereotype and how yeah. she's, she's black and doesn't trust banks. So she just keeps money like, so, at some point. So where, <sighs> but the thing is, is you still have to cash the check, man. You still have to cash the check and you have yeah. to get the money. So funny, you know, funny you mentioned that because they had her dad on the stand before her and her dad basically said the same thing that, you know, it's, it's, it's a black person thing to keep, to keep, a, uh, you know, like five, $10,000 on hand in the house, like in cash because of like old stuff that happened in the South with banks and not trusting people and, and shit like that. He's like, he's like, it's a, it's a, it's definitely a black person thing. He's, he's like, you white people are to understand. <laughs> uh, just, uh, yeah, it, it, but I mean, yeah, getting, getting back to Trump, I, a lot of this is, I don't think any of these charges or, or indictments are going to stick. I think they're all to try to do enough damage to derail him from the 2024 election, but it doesn't seem like it's working this this whole 
thing in New York City is a bunch of bullshit because if there's no victim and when the valued his properties at a certain at a certain price and you have, you know, bankers coming in to do their own valuation of the property and they agreed on it, then what's the what's the issue? That's basically a contract that you signed that we are agreeing to this price. That's like saying, you know, when when I drop a contract for my job and I approach a hospital for it and say, you know, this is the price that we're going to be charging you um, for our services. And they agree to it. They sign a contract. We start our services. Then they come back to us six months and say, oh, you guys frauded us. Like, well, no, we didn't. These are all the numbers. You agreed to it. So where's the fraud? If you if you say we overvalued our services, you could definitely make that claim. But based on what evidence, if you signed for it, if you agree to it, and if you didn't do your own due diligence to see what that value really is, then that's your problem. That's not that's not our problem. Well, let's take it one step further. Not only did they look at it, but their attorneys looked at it. And people sign off on eyeballs it. on it. Right, exactly. Oh, for something that high? Absolutely. They're gonna you're gonna have multiple sets of eyes on it. So I don't know. I don't really understand where this where this fraud is coming in. It just doesn't make any sense. But I it still I, boggles I, my mind that these are the two that we have to choose from at this point. Yeah. I mean, Nikki Haley's still in the race. I don't know. RFK, he's talking about running as what? He's talking about independent, as independent at this point. Yeah. Will that get him on the stage? Um, I mean, because nobody's fucking debating anyway. If the, if the Democrats let him. So who knows what kind of dirty shit they'll try to pull off to try to keep him off the stage. But you also have. This is the strangest election cycle in history. It is. I mean, you have the front runner who's afraid to debate his competitor who he's handedly beating. Mm-hmm. I mean, the question is like, okay, why should I take the stage? I mean, it's at this point, yeah, realistically speaking, and he'd, he'd actually be right about it. Is you know, at this point, you know, debating Haley could only hurt his campaign. Yeah, which is hundred percent accurate. Because yeah. if he's beating her as handedly and as he is, I mean, there's really no point in him, you know what I mean, taking the stage. Yeah. But at the same point, like, I feel like there should be like a mandatory obligation to at least take the stage in at least one debate. Just, just have a conversation. Let the American people see how you, you know, because like, okay, so I had. I had reached out to you when you sent me that uh, that video with the John Stewart uh, mm-hmm. him blasting uh, blasting Biden. Before that, earlier in the show, there was there was a section where he was talking about how, like, our, he's like, yes, our president who's forgetting this and having these gaffes and, and, and basically um, saying it like that. And then when you would expect it to be going to a clip of Biden slipping up, it was actually cutting to trump or he was uh-huh. splitting so basically you know to summarize he's just basically playing both sides we're showing that you know what both of these guys are they're 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 old and they're they're not really the best fit for what we need right now which 
it was hilarious because later on in the week, you had those lovely ladies from The View that were going on and saying that they were too hard on Biden and why don't we respect our elders because they are they have so much you know they're, they're so wise and, and you know, uh, wise and and Biden are two words I wouldn't use in the same sentence unless it was wise ass. <laughs> I am that 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 guy's the furthest thing from wise. Even when he you know had a was fully mentally capable, he's it was still a fucking idiot. I like chip, I, chip cookies. Holy Jesus. <laughs> what a fucking disaster. <laughs> it's 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 hard to imagine that that we're that you know all this is really all this is real. This is the I know. We have the world on the brink of of disaster right now and we've talked about it countless times and then we have this guy who forgets that who's mixing up other world leaders he's he's thinking that mexico and gaza are neighbors <laughs> like I, it, this is just it's very very dangerous and the thing is is then what happens because whether or not he survives four years i mean whatever i hope he does i hope he lives another presidency or life-wise president or life life-wise i hope he i hope he lives another 10 15 years i, I don't want i don't want to wish ill on anybody mm. but in a mental capacity he's already deteriorated to the point that he doesn't remember time frames i'm shitty with time frame i'm, I'm shitty with years but i could tell you time frames i've always mm -hmm. actually in conversation that you and i've had i've always actually admired the fact that you're really good at remembering years we'll, mm. we'll be talking about something and you'll identify what year it's in because i can't mm. i don't i don't have that capability i just can't but i could tell you around when it happened yeah. And I'll use like landmarks of like other things that might have happened around that era. <laughs> you know? But like it'll give me like kind of like a, a roundabout way. But when it's I could remember the years, I can remember the dates that my parents passed away. I don't have yeah. children that passed away. Yeah. But I imagine that's something as a parent that you would definitely understand. Yeah. Like you would, you would remember as a parent, like what day, what year, yeah. probably what hour. <clears throat> yeah. You know what I mean? Like you'd remember where you were. It's one of those things like, you know, I don't under, like for, for him to not have a recollection of when his son passed away, especially because he passed away from brain cancer and it wasn't something like it was sudden. Like yeah. there's there there was a fight there was a you know there, there was a fight there was treatment that was going on there was a lot that was involved there because somebody that passes away from cancer doesn't just just go away overnight yeah there's a lot that goes on yep for him not to be able to remember that it's just he's just an old man that's forgetful yeah and the other thing that I that I I caught. And one of the things that I I noticed, one of the things that I know from from Alzheimer's specifically, um, and dementia more generally speaking, is that people tend to remember things from the distant past more so than their short term memory. So their short term memory is more affected than their long term memory. So when he said that he met with the the president of france and the president of france was this person who died like in 1993 
it makes me think that it, it almost confirms the idea that it's probably it's definitely some form of dementia that's setting in in him. Um, I don't know many people that actually caught that. They just kind of said, oh, he confused the, you know, the current president with that particular person. But you don't just re- you don't just randomly mix those people up. That's somebody that he remembers from his distant past. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's confusing them with something that's ha- happening more present time. But it's not it's not random. That's that's due to mental decline in the form of dementia. So I think that's a, that's the thing that a lot of people aren't. Um, they're not really that's an interesting point. I remember somebody years ago that I knew he his, his grandfather wandered off, you know, silver alert wandered off and uh geez he was had dementia and then they went looking for him and he was in his old neighborhood trying to find that he was trying to walk to his old neighborhood yeah he thought that's where he lived <clears throat> yeah yep exactly yeah so i i mean it's so if people can make up you know all these you know left-wing loons can make up every, anything that they want but it's apparent what's going on with him and it's not, it's not a good situation for the country to be in. And it has nothing to do with I'm a conservative. He's a liberal, whatever he, or however you want to put it. It's a major problem for, for the country from a national security standpoint. Um, Number one, what happens if, if he really fucks something up royally? W- what are you going to do with that? You know, what if he what if he says, oh, we should start we should start bombing Panama or something back to when we, you know, I forgot what the hell that that the operation was called when we went into Panama back in the 90s to oust uh, Manuel Noriega. What if he just starts saying, oh, we need to go after Panama for some reason or go after Colombia because of the of the drug trade back there in the in the 80s and 90s? Like, <laughs> You can't make a mistake like that, regardless of what the excuse is. But so, I mean, there, there's that. And the real question is, who's who actually is calling the shots? If he's too mentally unstable to really, you know, preside over the country, then who's actually calling the shots? And th- that's not a that's not a conspiracy theory. That's a legitimate question that has to be asked for the for the federal government to run or for the executive branch of the government to run. Who is calling those shots? Because it's more than likely not him if he's if he's completely out of it or, you know, pretty close to being completely out of it. You know, is it. it... It's something that you don't hear about, which is surprising with with all of this, because we we used to hear about it all the time um, during Trump's presidency, especially towards the end, especially after like January sixth and all that. But the Twenty Fifth Amendment, right? Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that there's no discussion about this. Basically, what it does is it would remove. It's an amendment to remove an unfit president. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it definitely been tossed around the past few weeks, mostly by Republicans. 
there's been a there's been a few Democrats who have kind of mentioned the idea. I haven't like all out come to it. Do you think there's some kind of buyer's remorse with the Democratic Party? Like the just like hey, shit, we went all in on this guy. We're fucked now. Well, if there is, they're certainly not showing it. They're, they seem to be still all in that he's sharp as a tack and you need to go into these meetings very prepared. Lies. I tell you, lies. Oh, it's just, it's it's fascinating. Is it though? Fascinating. It is. It's scary. It, no, it, but that's what I mean. It's fascinating and not in a good way. Hmm. Yeah. All right, oh, one more. We could end with this. We, we, you wanted to get to it last week and we were unable to. You just ran out of time. Before we run out of time here, I wanted to to introduce it because it seemed like it was something that you're very interested in. And also, Netflix. I, I I didn't know that you didn't. I thought you looked this topic up because you saw that Netflix Netflix had a, a show about it, or or that you actually had watched the show on Netflix. And this is the in regards to the cardiometabolic effects of omnivorous versus vegan diets and identical twins. This is a randomized clinical trial. Uh, trial, and I, I'm, I'm surprised. I wonder if this was released to kind of go in conjunction with that Netflix special. But it seemed like I think it was. You looked into this. <clears throat> I, I was actually I, surprised to see some of the information that was that was found in here. In the yeah, I just I I came across this because I, you know, just being on Facebook, you sign up for different groups and all this other stuff, and I would see like postings every now and then for like you know people of like a carnivore diet group and the the doctor that like that or no it's not a carnivore diet group it's dr um oh crap i'm I'm forgetting his name right now sean some dr sean something um sean baker that's his name um and he's a big advocate for the carnivore diet he basically just eats meat all day every day I think he might eat like an occasional apple, but doesn't eat any vegetables, doesn't eat any grains, just red meat. No organ meats, just red meat. And he seems to be in, in very good shape. Uh, it works out. The guy's fucking built like a like a tank. Um, So like he has posts every now and then, and, and a lot of it, some of the posts are like memes about vegetarian diets or vegan diets or like just like these ridiculous posts from these vegans and all that other stuff and listen like like people's sexual orientation i don't care what your diet is if that makes you happy you eat whatever you want to eat i don't like people just designed i think to eat differently i mean i think years ago i mean do we i think you you took the test uh, a test similar to one that i did Mm -hmm. to figure out if you were what your diet was eating right for you yeah, based based on your blood type yes. yeah and i and, and i think there's some truth to that i believe um, so too i mean yeah did you stick with it initially um i did but the I, the way i the way i looked at it was essentially that's kind of how i naturally ate anyway with okay. i probably was eating more animal protein than what the diet really suggested yeah um but, you know, I, I like, you know, some people don't do well eating lentils or grains. They get very gassy or bloated. Yeah. I, well, I don't. I, I, I do well on a on a on a high vegetable diet. Like if I were to eat a mostly vegetarian diet, I would be OK with it. Well, that's um, the thing. That's what I yeah. did. Yeah. So growing up, I was somebody who just like meat and potato kind of kid, you know, yeah. 
And then, you know, I, I, the reason I even did the test and everything is because I was, you know, during the time, this is probably like mid two thousands. I was interested. A lot of people were doing cleanses. That was like yeah. the only thing. And I spoke to the doctor who was a naturopath, same guy you went to. Yeah. And it was just asking about like, he, you know, if there, if he had any cleanses to recommend and he was like, well, you don't really need to do a cleanse if you're just eating rice for your body type. So yeah, you could attest to this, you know, there's a bunch of different measurements and all sorts of stuff that you did, which years later I ended up stumbling across the book that was just called eat right for your type. And it yeah. broke down to my blood type. And it was just like, oh, this is what is the same thing. Anyway, I think in my basement, I still have that binder, which tells you yeah. everything that you should eat and everything and different traits that might be more specific to your body type. But I, I pretty much stuck to that. That's how I ate. I, you yeah. know, I didn't really eat red meats too often because I said that it wasn't good for me and stuck to mostly like, you know, fish and stuff like that, some chicken. Um, but then I remember it was just like, I, I lost weight too. I was lean. I felt great. Granted, I was also riding my bicycle 35 miles, you know, several times a week. So I was, I was big into cycling at the time. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I reintroduced steak because it's delicious. Yeah. For no other reason. <laughs> but I remember making that and I was like, oh my God, it's so good. But my body would just like, and, and it's the same way today. Here we are 15 years later where like if I have red meat, my body digests it completely different or maybe always digested it the same way. It's just, I ate it yeah. so much that it was just the norm. Yeah. Yeah. My, and, and my thing too, like I, I wouldn't mind. I mean, I don't eat nearly enough vegetables as I should eat. Um, and a lot of it is really just time constraint in terms of how we cook and how we're able to eat, you know, just like in terms of our schedule as a family and stuff like that. Um, but I, I have tried like vegetarian diets, haven't gone completely vegan, but I've done vegetarian diets and and you feel good on them. I mean, like for, for me, I felt like, I felt like I didn't feel as bloated. Um, yes, I did notice that as well. Yeah. So I, I, like, I felt good, but anytime I ate, no matter how many vegetables I ate, I never felt satisfied, like from a, from a satiety standpoint. I just didn't feel satisfied like I would by having some animal protein and some animal fat in that particular meal. Yeah, because it made and, you feel like you ate something. Yeah, and I always felt hungry too. So I don't know what it was about that. Maybe I just wasn't, wasn't eating enough starches to account for the calories that I needed uh, to kind of offset the animal protein that I wasn't taking in. I don't know. Maybe I was just eating too much fibrous vegetables versus some starchy vegetables again to account for calorie intake but i always felt hungry and it was just not sustainable for me um i remember years ago speaking of of fasting and all that other stuff and we'll we'll get into the article in a bit um i did a like a a raw a raw food vegan diet thing kind of like as a cleanse and same thing there, like felt very lean, like di digestive wise felt really good, um, but always felt hungry no matter what. And like there you can only consume like water and maybe put salt on some of your on some of your vegetables that, that you eat raw, like carrots, cucumber, celery, whatever. I remember having a hockey game in the middle of that and it was in the middle of the winter. So, I mean, it was naturally it was it was cold and I had the hockey game. 
you know, got off the ice, was in the locker room and just felt a lot colder than usual. Like I was shivering a lot and I couldn't figure out what the hell was wrong. I was like, I've been, I've played ice hockey before. I've taken my clothes off in the locker room, you know, still soaking wet, sweating from the game. I've never shivered like this. Like what the hell is going on with me? So I, you know, I dry myself off, put my clothes on, packed up all my shit, got in the car to drive home. And I was shivering the entire way home. Like I felt like I had a fever, body aches, everything. Got in the shower, turned the water as hot as I possibly could and just sat in the shower shivering the entire time and got into bed threw blankets on me. I felt like I had the flu or something, but no respiratory symptoms, nothing. And my, 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 you know, my wife, she was my, my fiance at the time. The next morning, she was like, are you okay? She's like, you were shivering all night long. And I felt you, you were like, you were like hot, like, like you had a fever. And I, that morning I woke up and I felt like shit. I, I literally felt like I had a fever. And then I remember that when you're doing a fast like that, like a whole food fast, and you're not really taking a lot of calories in, if you burn too much fat at once, you could potentially dump a lot of toxins into your bloodstream that are stored typically in your fat tissue. And your liver and kidneys can't process it fast enough to get rid of it out of your body. So it takes time to do that. Plus, if you're not taking in enough protein, you start depleting your body or depleting your liver of a, of a substance called glutathione. Glutathione is a protein that's used to metabolize certain uh, molecules, certain foreign molecules, uh, toxins, certain toxins being some of them or medications or other toxins being some of them. So if you, if you're not metabolizing these things fast enough to take them out of your bloodstream, you almost have like this, this over-exaggerated immune response to them. And the only way to really to really get rid of all these toxins is to give it time and flush them out of your body with water and stuff like that, or to start taking in more protein to really help re, you know replenish your glutathione stores in your liver. So that morning, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm going to make myself a couple, couple fried eggs just to see how I do. Made a couple, couple eggs, had myself a cup of coffee with, with milk and sugar in it. And literally within a half hour, I just completely snapped out of it and I was back to normal. Felt perfectly fine after that. So, I, I mean, the point of the matter is if you try to go cold turkey on something like this and you go to an extreme, it may have a detrimental effect on you. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, getting back to what we were originally saying, everybody does have a certain diet that they probably should that they should follow. But I'm not one to force something on somebody else. I have always had the philosophy, find what works for you and stick to it. And if that means you need to go, you know, completely, you know, plant-based whole food diet, go ahead. I mean, do it. If you could do it and you're healthy with it, God bless you. If you could do carnivore, that's something that sounds appealing, uh, ideally speaking, but I, I couldn't eat meat, just meat all the time. I like having a variety of food in my diet, including vegetables. So I just, I couldn't do complete carnivore, but I feel like when it comes to those two extremes of diets, vegan diet and a carnivore diet I feel like the vegans try to push their ideology on you a hell of a lot more than carnivores do um and that that's the thing that kind of bothers me about it and they think they almost take this like you know holier than thou approach to their diet and their ideology and that they're just they're you know many steps above you in terms of their i don't know how to explain it they're uh you know they're they're much more prestigious than you are so, you know, there would be back and forth of vegans getting on his page and, 
and talking about this study and that study. And I came across this particular study because somebody was just hell bent on it. You know, look at the data from from this study out of Stanford, looking at 22, 22 sets of twins and looking at uh, om- omnivorous twins and uh, whole food plant based twins and what the outcomes are for each. And you'll see clearly enough, a vegan diet is a uh, is a uh, 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 can help reverse metabolic dis- or cardiovascular disease. But that's not what the what the study even says. It gives it, it's first of all, it's done. It's a, a relatively small sample size so very few very few people in the in the the study itself it's not really randomized randomly i know that kind of sounds kind of stupid but and what i mean by that is that randomization is when you get you have a a large or a large pool of of patients to pick from and you, you need to put them in two separate arms of a study you pick them at random or you use a computer to really try to match them up where you say okay so this person, this person are very similar demographically speaking. So we're going to put them in separate arms. That's not how this study worked, even though, it, you know, you could say, oh, twins, you know, twins, you have one in one group, one in the other, and you have an even match. Yeah, you do, but you still don't have enough people in the study to really draw any solid conclusions from it. And then on top of that, it's, it was over an eight week period. I'm sorry, but you're, you're not going to reverse years of damage to your cardiovascular system with an eight week study to show true outcomes or how, how one, how one diet can change the other one. What they really looked at was like cholesterol levels, which is not a good marker either. I mean, there, there's a lot of questioning on the utility of following serum cholesterol as a mark, as a true marker of cardiovascular disease. And that's been going on for like, that's been debated heavily over the past 10 years or so even though like the medical world still goes on cholesterol constantly. So I, there's, it just, I, I love seeing these, these particular studies and people just completely help out on them without having the real medical background or the, the, the experience to look at these studies and really pick through them, really critique them objectively to say, this is good information to have, or this is not good information to have. So that's the reason I wanted to bring it up and, and not that, not that, you know, every single one of our listeners is going to all of a sudden try to go to a, a plant, uh plant-based whole food diet. So I tried to do it, but everything that I saw, like all the recipes had like 35 ingredients. That's so I found tough. a cookbook. I found a cookbook that had like, it was made specifically. It was like five, five ingredients or less. I made a few things. They were, they were, they were good. But it was the same thing that that there was that insatiable hunger that just wasn't quenched because just like oh cool I, I eliminated meat from my diet but now I'm overeating yeah so. yeah and now I'm eating a pound of beans every night instead oh of a instead of a chicken breast <laughs> yeah the carbon footprint was enormous <laughs> yeah with the amount of methane you're letting out of your fucking ass every day (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) yeah it's just uh, the ideology behind you know these these vegan diets is is just i don't know it's just crazy it really is i mean we're not saying not to mix in a salad once in a while yeah exactly yeah i mean instead of ordering two steaks you get a steak and a salad 
or enjoy the house salad that comes along with it and don't get too you get two sides you can get the baked potato and maybe the salad instead of the baked potato and the chili along with it yeah or or just save the salad for the cow and then you could definitely have two steaks yes see see how that works i like it Uh guy math yep exactly that's all i got buddy yeah that's all i got it's been uh I don't know, 2024 is getting off to a hell of a start. It certainly is. We're only two months in. Yeah. World's about to end. We'll have a whole different list of conversations next time. (laughs) Yes, we will. All right, sir. All right. Peace out. Peace.